This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Everyone needs to unload to someone who's unbiased and who isn't judging. Visit betterhelp.com super and unload the stress. Hey, brother! Okay, Ben, so something that's always been a little bit unusual to me is that when Voldemort comes back in Goblet of Fire, he somehow still has his original wand. And this is like a really, really key point in the story because Voldemort and Harry's wands have twin cores and this is what causes the priori incantatum that allows for Harry to escape. And overcoming this particular obstacle is basically what Voldemort ends up spending the next three books working on. It is an enormous inconvenience to him and a giant plot point. But if you will recall, after Voldemort fails to kill Harry as a baby, he becomes this sort of like vapor mist. Or to use his own words, I was less than the meanest ghost. So there's really just no way he could have continued to carry the wand around with him. And since then, he just spends like the next 11 years in the woods in Albania. So again, the question is, how did he get this back? Well, today, find out. Guys, before we dive on into today's video, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, HelloTushy.com. Look, you guys, the holidays are fast approaching, and that means we're all looking for that one super memorable, meaningful, and yet also useful gift. One that's a fun tech gadget, but also eco-friendly, and one that sprays your butt with water. Wait, what? Enter the Hello Tushy Bidet. Look, I can tell you guys from experience, you give someone one of these as a gift, it's gonna be a fun conversation topic. And best of all, it's super affordable. The Hello Tushy Bidet comes in at just $79 and doesn't require any additional electricity or plumbing. It just snaps onto your existing toilet. And because it cuts down on toilet paper usage by 80%, it'll pay for itself in just months. Well, unless you're giving it as a gift, in which case that person will be saving the money. But you, you will still be left with the wonderful an indescribable feeling that is giving someone a bidet. And look, I have to tell you guys, our offices and homes are outfitted with these things and they truly are a game changer. But in the event that you don't love it, there is also a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Our viewers can head to hellotushy.com super to get 10% off their order today. That's a special offer just for our viewers, hellotushy.com super. One more time, hellotushy.com super, 10% off. Link is in the description down below. Voldemort's you want. I cannot stress enough how big a deal it is that he uses this particular stick of wood against Harry in the graveyard. Because upon winning this duel, Harry becomes basically invincible against Voldemort, as long as he's still using his holly wand. We of course learn super early on from Ollivander that Harry and Voldemort share twin cores in their wands. The phoenix, whose tail feather resides in your wand, gave another feather. Just one other. Then in Goblet, Dumbledore tells us what happens when a wand faces its brother. <laughs> they will not work properly against each other. If, however, the owners of the wands force the wands to do battle, a very rare effect will take place. One of the wands will force the other to regurgitate spells it has performed in reverse. The most recent first and then those which preceded it. But that is not the end of it because apparently the other side effect from that duel is that Harry's wand absorbed some of Voldemort's power and made his wand like extra powerful specifically against Voldemort. 
And in case you're like, wait, what? I don't remember that. That's actually what accounts for the golden fire his wand produces during the Battle of the Seven Potters in Deathly Hallows. Hilariously though, if Voldemort had used really any wand except this one against Harry in the graveyard, he might have ended up just killing him right there. Well, minus the fact that Voldemort also took Lily's sacrifice into himself via Harry's blood like 10 minutes earlier, but who's counting? I mean, I guess Voldemort would have learned about the whole Lily's sacrifice protection living on a lot earlier if he'd used a different wand? Not that he could do anything about it, mind you. Also, if he'd killed Harry there, he would have just destroyed that piece of his soul inside of Harry at the same time, so he would have ended up destroying one of his horcruxes the moment he came back. I guess if he recognized that problem, maybe he would have succumbed and just let somebody else kill Harry, which totally would have worked, and maybe then he would have won. Really, it doesn't matter. I think you get the point. The use of this wand is huge. But, like, how on earth does he even still have it? Where did he get it? Was it just, like, chilling in Godric's hollow since since the time he tried to kill Harry? Actually, yes. In fact, I think that almost has to be the case. You know what always bothered me is how Voldemort holds his wand. He's like, Avada Kedavra, Avada Kedavra. This is not effective. Avada Kedavra. <laughs> you're thinking like how could the wand have been in Godric's hollow the entire time that's ridiculous like the most famous dark wizard of all time meets his downfall in an incredibly famous and mysterious way in a now super famous location and neither the ministry or the order of the phoenix or his old followers or even just curious bystanders have gone and searched the wreckage to maybe try and find this exact artifact i agree it's hard to believe but i do think it has to be the case and i think none other than peter pettigrew himself is the one to return to the scene of the crime and recover the wand after he flees in Prisoner of Azkaban. Let's look at the facts. First, we know for sure that Voldemort had this wand with him when he tried to kill Harry when he did murder Lily and James, and that he got it back shortly after reuniting with Wormtail. Not gonna lie, I really like holding the wand while I do the videos. Lots of but gesturing. But we know for sure that Voldemort had this wand at those times because when the wands meet and Priori Incantatum happens, it regurgitates all the past spells. And those spells date all the way back to killing Lily and James and then jump forward in time to when he killed Bertha Jorkins. So the same wand, this wand, was definitely used in all those murders. And that might have been a given, but the real question is, how can we be sure that the wand remained at Godric's Hollow? How do we know he didn't like bring it with him to Al Albania or something. Is there any way we can be sure he didn't have a way to transport it after he failed to kill Harry? Well, again, he claims he was less than the meanest ghost, but I think the real proof is that when Quirrell meets him, he definitely does not have the wand. Because even though him and Quirrell are sharing a body and he has some kind of physical form, he is still making Quirrell use Quirrell's wand. And we can be certain about that because no spells show up during Priori Incantatum from that time period. It also seems to me that if Voldemort had access to his wand, he 100% would have had it with him because he did assume he was going to be getting a new body. And if he had succeeded and did get a new body, you know he would have immediately wanted his wand. I mean, literally, the first thing he does after he does come back, after having Wormtail robe him, of course, is caress his wand and then use it to throw Wormtail against the tombstone. Why do his followers follow him? So, he loses the wand when he tries to attack 
attack Harry and then doesn't have access to it again until 13 years later when Wormtail shows up. Seems pretty reasonable to me then that Wormtail is the one to go and recover it. Which means Wormtail also had to know where to look to find it. And Wormtail would have some serious motivation here because when he flees in Prisoner of Azkaban, it's because he thinks Sirius or Remus will kill him if they find him, if not just turn him into the Dementors. But we also know that Peter is afraid to reveal himself to Lord Voldemort for fear of his retribution. I mean, after all, it is Peter's information that led directly to Lord Voldemort's downfall. So what is a sneaky rat to do? Well, of course, return to Lord Voldemort, but avoid his retribution by bringing him him a gift, his old wand. And Wormtail, of all people, would know exactly where to look because he was the one entrusted with the Potter's address as a secret so long ago. And honestly, when I was first looking into this, I thought this was going to be like a really elegant solution for why Peter and nobody else could actually recover the wand. That of course nobody else was going to be able to go search the wreckage because of the Fidelius charm, but Peter would be able to because he was the secret keeper. But as elegant as that might have been, we know this just isn't true. I mean, for one, Hagrid and Sirius show up at the just hours after the murder takes place to, you know, trade a motorcycle and recover Harry himself. Also, apparently, according to the movie, Snape beats both of them there, wanders through the wreckage, hugs Lily's body, and then still leaves Harry there. But that's not canon. That didn't really happen. Plus, later on, when Harry and Hermione stumble upon the scene in Deathly Hallows, the text reads, He could see it. The Fidelius charm must have died with James and Lily. The hedge had grown wild in the 16 years since Hagrid had taken Harry from the rubble that lay scattered amongst the waist-high grass. But the actual answer for why nobody ended up searching the wreckage comes a few pages later, and I think it's a combination of respect and fear. As Harry and Hermione are admiring the house, a little sign pops out of the ground and reads, On the spot on the night of 31 October 1981, Lily and James Potter lost their lives. Their son, Harry, remains the only wizard ever to have survived the killing curse. This house, invisible to muggles, has been left in its ruined state as a monument to the Potters and as a reminder of the violence that tore apart their family. The Ministry, the Order of the Phoenix, and any other curious wizards have all mutually agreed to leave the house in its completely ruined state out of nothing more than respect and honor to the Potters. Death Eaters, on the other hand, I imagine stayed away out of fear or else just common sense. Because after Voldemort fell, the better known Death Eaters were all rounded up and put in Azkaban, and the ones who avoided that fate did so by lying about their true allegiance. And somehow I think milling around the Potters' old house and searching through the wreckage would have looked just a tad too suspicious, especially since the house is right in the middle of one of the wizarding villages of Britain. And besides that, most of them probably didn't even assume that Voldemort was ever coming back again anyway. Wormtail, on the other hand, has the unique ability to disguise himself as a rat and is about as disrespectful as any human could possibly be. Sorry, James, about giving away the location of your house and getting you and your wife murdered. Don't mind me as I just search the wreckage for the murder weapon so that I can Turn it to the murderer. Seems right up his alley, doesn't it? Also, just to clear up any other possible loose ends, it does have to be Wormtail and not Barty Crouch Jr. Certainly, Barty is way more capable than Wormtail and probably equally disrespectful, but the only way Voldemort and Wormtail found out about Barty Crouch Jr. was via Bertha Jorkins, who we know they killed with the wand 
beforehand. In a nutshell, Voldemort tried to kill Harry, failed, lost his wand, and it remained there at Godric's Hollow for 13 years until Wormtail fled Sirius and Lupin recovered the wand and gave it to Lord Voldemort, who promptly used it to seal his own fate against Harry for the second time that night. And that is how Voldemort got his wand back. But I also have another big announcement. This Friday, November 19th at 6 p.m. Eastern, we'll be hosting a trivia live stream right here on the main channel where we will be revealing this year's animal mugs. I love them so much. I cannot wait to show you guys. They do tend to go pretty quickly though. So if you want to get a good look at them and decide if you want one, try and be there at the live stream. But it is not just the animal mugs. We also have a few other extra coffees surprises that we shall be revealing as well. Don't worry, if you happen to be one of the trivia winners, you will win a big prize package of all the other stuff. And otherwise, it's just a really fun way to spend your Friday night. So hope to see you there again this Friday, 6 p.m. right here on the main channel. Good luck. As always, thank you so much for liking this video and subscribing if you haven't already. Every time you like one of our videos, a baby narwhal gets its horn. Probably. But if you want to check out my new vlog, you can check out this video right here. Or if you want to go subscribe to Ben's channel, and honestly, I think you should just do both, you can click right here. But otherwise, Ben, until next time, I will see you in another Life Brothers.